On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, November 5th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith, uh, uh, just the two of us on the show today, uh, breaking down the Friday NHL card. We got five games on tap. Before we get into those, we always like to look back at the previous day, especially on a Friday show when the Thursday card is so big. Just a couple of results that stuck out to us from uh, another night of just watching hockey uh, wall-to-wall for several hours. Uh, the New York Islanders uh, drubbing the Montreal Canadiens 6-2. to two. Talked about how the Islanders, they've played every road game. Every game's been on the road so far. This is a, still a few more road games left before they finally get back home to open up their brand new building. But they finally got some days off, a little chance to catch their breath, you know, through all this travel that they've had to do. And they came out firing strong, took the play to Montreal, and a very impressive win 6-2. to two. And the struggles for Montreal continue, as we kind of alluded to yesterday on the show you know, they've been able to beat Detroit and not a whole lot else, this Canadiens team, uh, and they lose 6-2 to two to the Islanders. Vegas, very impressive. 5-1 win over Ottawa. Great game from Robin Leonard uh, in net for the uh, Golden Knights. They got different uh, uh, people stepping up offensively. Marcia so had a very good night and, and a bounce back for the Golden Knights after losing to Toronto, who beat Tampa Bay in overtime 2-1 uh, to one, uh, last night. Very nice win for the Leafs. Look, they found found a way. It was not a good first period. Uh, by the way, Mikhail Sergachev, vicious uh, elbow to the head of uh, Mitch Marner. Uh, he's had a hearing scheduled for today, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Will there be supplementary discipline for Mikhail Sergachev after that hit? But Jack Campbell, when it was one nothing, Tampa made a bunch of incredible saves, really, to keep the Leafs afloat, give them a chance. They tie it uh, with the uh, extra attacker in the final minute, and then William Nylander, uh, in overtime for the two to one win, disappointing result from Detroit. We all kind of thought Detroit could hang around against Boston uh, last night, but the Bruins maybe they did use that Florida win uh, to really propel them, and that was a very very good dominant effort from the Bruins. They completely controlled the game. They were all over the Red Wings. Full marks for a five one win. Uh, Florida Panthers five four overtime win against Washington. Kudos to Alex for the uh, draw with Washington and Florida yesterday at a great plus 320 price. That was his best bet, too. Not just on the card. That was his best bet. Uh, and it gets there thanks to a uh, Washington uh, comeback effort in the third period to tie that game up. And then Florida finds a way with the 5-4 win. Keep an eye on this defense situation for Florida. I mentioned it yesterday. Two of the six starting defensemen were not in the lineup. And you could see that team was giving up some more goals, not as locked down uh, in their own zone. So if you see these Florida uh, the Panthers still having those defensive injuries moving forward, you might want to keep looking at maybe some overs 
uh, in their games. Uh, and last night, certainly, uh, the game flying over the total. Pittsburgh, uh, terrific job by them. You know, with Crosby out, uh, several key players out due to uh, COVID issues with the team. Dumoulin as well on the blue line. Uh, they find a way to get past the Flyers 3-2 in overtime. The Calgary Flames lose another uh, game in overtime to the Dallas Stars 4-3. Uh, really, Calgary had played well enough to win again. But all of a sudden, Jacob Markstrom goes from being a brick wall to all of a sudden giving up a few goals the last two losses to Nashville and Detroit. St. Louis with a 5-3 win over San Jose last night. That game goes over the total. I actually hopped on the over last night once I saw that uh, Hofer was going to be a net here for the uh, St. Louis Blues. He kind of struggled, and Aiden Hill has really struggled his last few starts, really after a strong start to the year for him. And the Seattle Kraken return home, beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. A lot of us like the over in that game. That was my best bet on the show yesterday. A good bounce-back effort from Seattle. Dustin Tokarski did everything he could to keep Buffalo in the game for about the first half of it, and then the dam burst uh, against him. And Jordan Eberle making history, the first hat-trick in Seattle Kraken history. A terrific offensive performance from him in the victory last night. Uh, Alex, what were some of your thoughts on Thursday's action? Yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of just uh, interesting decisions. I obviously was super pleased to see uh, that comeback with Washington and to force overtime and, and cash that best bet with the draw. Uh, didn't miss with the draw, however, on that Detroit-Boston uh, game. We all kind of thought Detroit might hang in there and it would be close. We were you know, wondering why this line was so high. Well, it was high for a reason. Uh, Boston came uh, ready to, to blow out the Red Wings in, in a big fashion. You mentioned those late games, the uh, St. Louis and San Jose game. I'm really kind of kicking myself for not playing uh, that first period over and even that full game over once Hofer was in net. Uh, but the, Aiden Hill is, is, is the guy who's really struggled. Five of his last six starts, he's allowed three or more goals. He's just not been good, and I can't imagine he's going to be sticking around much longer as the starter. I would imagine he gets demoted to, to back the backup role for uh, San Jose moving forward. And Buffalo on that road trip. Uh, the fatigue started to hit them. You know, they got goals, but then they kept laying them in. Like I said, Tokarski played as, as well as he could. But, uh, you know, that, it was just a great spot for Seattle to take advantage and get that 5-2 win. As you mentioned, Everly getting the first hat trick in franchise history, and they do that at home. Uh, the crowd really responded in a, in a big way. So this is some interesting games. Last night was a, a great card. Tonight's card is Honestly, not, not that good for even a five-game card. It's just, uh, you know, there's some slim pickings for the, for the card this evening. Slim pickings. Actually, I still have a couple or three plays, which is, you know, it's not all that shocking because I'm a high-volume better for in, across all sports to begin with. But you're right. It was a little bit harder with some of these games picking a side or a total. It was not very difficult for me in the first game we're going to talk about here. Chicago uh, and Winnipeg. Uh, we've got the Winnipeg Jets, minus 145 home favorites, six the total. The money's come in on Chicago. That is definitely a reaction to Eric Comrie, I'm, think, I'm thinking, being in net again for the Winnipeg Jets because of Connor Hellebuck being away. The birth of his kid is happening uh, as we speak or about to. So uh, that's why he's away from the hockey team. And that'll be Eric Comrie in net for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. However, before you need jerk bet Chicago, first of all, they're a one-win hockey team. Second of all, they haven't won on the road yet this year. And third of all, Eric Comrie's 2-0. and you know, as a starting goalie here for the Winnipeg Jets this year. So they've still found ways to win, and the Jets are undefeated here at MTS Center uh, in Winnipeg. They've played very well on their home ice. They've really, really been generating a, a lot of uh, opportunities, chances offensively. Their forecheck's been very strong at home, and it's almost like they 
play with that added aggressiveness uh, going uh, into playing at home uh, throughout the course of the year. We mentioned it throughout a couple of different shows already. Winnipeg going over the total in every home game this year, seven and one to the over in their last home games. And that's the way I'm going in this game. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. I'm on the over here at six, around minus 110, minus 115. I think the Blackhawks can score. The one thing about Comrie is even in the win against Dallas the other night, he still gave up three goals. I think Chicago could get three. I certainly think Winnipeg can get three uh, here at home. It's something they've done routinely. And let's be honest, I, I, I feel I, I hate to say it because we we love him as a guy, as a person, but that was a tough third period for Mark Andre Fleury the other night uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. He's got to stop both of those goals that beat him. It went that turned that three two Chicago lead uh, into a four to three Carolina win uh, the other night. It was a very very tough third. Tough to see that. See uh, a couple of goals that you know when Mark Andre Fleury's on his game he stops. But uh, nevertheless, I was impressed with Chicago's effort. I give them a puncher's chance in this game, but if you missed the uh, plus 140, I don't know if I want to take it now, plus 125 or plus 130. I don't know if I want to take Chicago, period, because Winnipeg has really played well on home ice this year. Even with Comrie and Nett, they've shown they can still win hockey games with him in between the pipes and still win games on their home ice. They've played well. Like we said, even without uh, some key cogs out early in the year uh, for the Jets, they're getting healthier now. Ehlers. Uh, or should I say, uh, they've got uh, they're starting to get a little bit healthier as well, which has helped them out. Pierre Luc Dubois has been excellent. Kyle Connor's been terrific during this stretch of games for the Winnipeg Jets, which has been good to see. So I think Winnipeg's got enough offense here to potentially win this game. But I'm off the side. I am on the over here. Blackhawks and Jets. Alex, what do you think? Chicago, Winnipeg. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit for not taking the Hawks yesterday when I saw plus 150 because I I kind of knew beforehand that Hellebuck wasn't going to be ready for this game because uh, it's a couple of things. One, he's waiting for the the birth of his child, but also he's been under the weather as well. They were worried that it might be COVID. It's not COVID related. He tested negative for that. So the combination of the two things, obviously, that's just a that's a lot to deal with. So uh, you know, it's Comrie and and Berdin that's on uh, that are active, and Comrie's going to start him. I like this first period over. Uh, we've been seeing that cash with Winnipeg. Like you mentioned, they all the games at home so far have gone over the total, uh, and the Hawks, the offense is finally rolling. You know, that was the thing, obviously. The, the first period overs that they cashed early in the season, the first few games, was because of their defense wasn't showing up and they were giving up two goals. Now we're seeing them getting their offense wrong. We're seeing the more one-to-ones or, you know, even them taking a, a 2-0 uh, lead at, at some point cashing these. So now, you know, I like this spot more with both offenses rolling as opposed to just relying on a bad defense. Uh, so I'm going to go with the first period over. Like I said, I, I would lean with the Hawks here, but I'm not going to take it at a, at a worse price now. I'll just go with the first period over. Like in the uh, first period over here, uh, you can find that right now, minus 135 pretty much uh, across the board. First period over one and a half, Chicago, Winnipeg uh, for Alex. I like a couple goal score props. You know, usually uh, I bet more player props in games where I think we're going to see offense and goals like a game such as a game like this one. And I think you're going to see that here uh, in this game. I'd look at Debrinkit and Kane. I just start with those two guys right now uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. They've definitely been good. Uh, the last couple of games. And it's not a coincidence, Alex, that uh, the goal uh, production has gone up for the Blackhawks, two games with Patrick Kane back uh, in the lineup. Uh, we've definitely seen that. For Winnipeg, I'd keep rolling with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's been uh, very, very good for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. He's thriving now in a uh, top-line uh, top center role in between Svechnikov and Connery. He has seven goals this year for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. 
Uh, he's getting a ton of shots on goal. You look at uh, the last few games, uh, what you've seen from uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's had five shots, two shots, seven shots. He's had tw- 14 shots on goal uh, in the last three games combined. You know, So that's pretty impressive. Uh, 14 shots in the last three games combined. That's over uh, four shots on goal per game on average. So he's getting the shots. He's getting the looks. He's getting the chances. So I think Pierre-Luc Dubois, you keep on riding the hot hand for the Winnipeg Jets, and, and I'll look to him for a goal scorer prop uh, in this one tonight. Uh, New York Rangers, Edmonton Oilers. We've got Edmonton minus 155 home favorites in this game, six the total, uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, very interesting game because the uh, New York Rangers have been pretty strong on the road, five and two uh, away from Madison Square Garden this year. But now they got to face this Edmonton Oilers team that has just been magnificent to start the year, eight and one. Uh, you know they've, they're off three straight wins against Vancouver, Seattle, and Nashville. Uh, interesting to see how this matchup goes because it's got a New York Rangers team that we know them usually for offense, but it's really been defense and goaltending that's been pretty sturdy for them throughout most of the year. Until the third period of the Vancouver game, it looked like, wow, here's this defense and the goaltending. Once again, very strong. They didn't have their the, the third period they liked, losing 3-2 to, to the Canucks in overtime uh, the other night. Uh, Zibanejad was saying, you know, we just didn't play 60 minutes. We didn't close that game out the right way. I think you're going to see the Rangers bounce back with a better effort. Um, I'm going to take a small shot here with the Rangers at an underdog price uh, at plus 130, plus 135. There's actually still some plus 140s out there, and the the the, the price is rising and going back up toward Edmonton again, reacting to Alexander Georgiev in net as if he's some stiff. You know, this is a guy that's a very capable goalie. Am I a little bit surprised they're using him instead of Shesterkin tonight against Edmonton and having Shesterkin for the game against Calgary tomorrow night? Yes, I'm a little uh, surprised by that. But Georgiev had a much better game. He did have a bad first game, but he was much better the last game against the Ottawa Senators. I remember that game. It was an early Saturday game in Ottawa. And if not for Georgiev, Rangers don't win that game. He played extremely well uh, in that game. I like the Rangers on the road where they've been good. They've been good off a loss as well. That last year, they had a lot of good uh, situations where off a loss, they came back and bounced back much better. And this just has that gut feel to me. It's not easy to step in front of this Edmonton team. We know how great the power play's been. They're scoring goals in bunches. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, new addition to the Edmonton Oilers. They're all lighting it up. Kaylor Yamamoto, that might be a guy you look at maybe for goal-scoring props moving forward. He's starting to find it offensively, but the Rangers have been playing good defense tonight. I think they get back to that. I think they might have a chance to frustrate Edmonton. And it's worth noting, the Oilers won loss this year, Alex. It was the only Eastern Conference team they've played this year, the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm not saying that teams just all of a sudden don't take the out-of-conference games with less importance, but it's worth noting that's just a well, the only loss for Edmonton was an Eastern Conference opponent. So it makes you wonder, you know, are they going to fall prey to that here tonight against another Eastern Conference opponent, uh, the New York Rangers, uh, in this one here tonight? But I think at this price, it's just it's a price range you're just not going to see the Rangers at very often. You know, plus one thirty-five, plus one forty, a team that's got it, a very capable team. And they're actually a team that, on their best night, they could kind of match the Oilers offensively with Panarin and Zibanejad and Kreider uh, and some of the guys that have really been playing well early in the year for the Rangers. So there's worse bets that you can make than 
taking the Rangers at this price, and I'm going to do just that. So for me, New York Rangers plus 140, best price available right now uh, against Edmonton. Alex, uh, what are your thoughts, Rangers, Oilers? I got to go with the old not so fast, my friend. I, I like Edmonton here in regulation, minus a dollar ten. This is this team's just playing lights out hockey right now. We talked for years about how you know Edmonton needs to get the secondary scoring rolling, and now they have that with Hyman and they said Yamamoto and you know these other guys. They're finally getting offense throughout the lineup, and that's huge for this team now. Uh, and the goaltending has been uh, fairly solid for the most part too. Miko Koskinen. Uh, and I was reading a, a quote where he, he's getting his seventh straight star and he's just saying, he's like, you know what? I'm not trying to look back anymore. He's like, this doesn't help me at all. He says, I need to just keep looking forward, you know, keep playing the way that I'm playing. And he's six and one right now. So uh, if you get him in good form, you know, that's the thing. We were always worrying about, you know, when he was going to kind of live up to that contract that he signed a few years ago. Well, he's he's, uh, you know, doing the work so far in the absence of, of Mike Smith. So this just seems to be a good spot here. And like I said, Georgiev, yeah, he's he's not a stiff at all, but I just would would have, you know, I would have stayed away from this game if Shostakin had played tonight and Georgiev had gone tomorrow. But the fact that Georgiev is in net, uh, I just feel like like Edmonton's got a good shot here to to get another win at home. So I like them minus a dollar ten in regulation. Yeah, it's uh, I under yeah definitely, and of course they get Georgiev, not Shostakin. Uh, it's not easy to go against Edmonton. I agree. But uh, this price, I'm going to take my chance. I like that. The not so fast. My, we need to have more not so fast. My friend moments on this show. Uh, I feel like uh, we're not, we're, we, we're not as much on the opposite sides of certain games as we, sometimes we should be, but it's nice to have yeah. that uh, yeah, difference of different viewpoint in certain games for sure. All right. Arizona Anaheim next up, we've got Anaheim minus minus one seventy. Uh, home favorites, five and a half, the total. Uh, in this one, this was the easiest pass for me from a side perspective. Anyway, was this uh, Ducks Coyotes game? Are we ready to lay set minus one seventy with Anaheim? I'm not. I get it that Arizona is dreadful. Uh, they're still searching for their first win of the year, zero and ten, and it's not even a great spot for Arizona because you know they've been on the road for five straight games against Florida, Tampa, Washington, Carolina, Philly, uh, and now they're returning home for this first home game. And you know that's a bet against spot. I could only look at Anaheim's direction here, but Anaheim's just not a team that I find is c- consistent enough or, quite frankly, good enough you know, to be trusted in this kind of price range. Uh, be, this is still a team that Anaheim coming into this game is just two and six uh, in their last eight games. So it's not like Anaheim you know, has been playing outstanding hockey. And if you're Arizona, even though there's a difficult spot off a, a road trip, which is usually a bet against situation, if you're Arizona, you're fired up because you know you got a chance to win a hockey game tonight. You look at the other side and you know that after you've played, you know, Philly and Carolina, Washington, you've played good teams on that road trip. Florida, Tampa, Washington, Carolina, Philly. You've got your best chance to maybe snap this losing streak tonight uh, against Anaheim. That being said, I still don't trust them. You're talking about the dead last team in the NHL in terms of goals allowed per game and the dead last team in the NHL right now in goals scored per game the Arizona Coyotes. So they are at the bottom of the barrel in both goals allowed and goals for per game this year. I'm not rushing to back that team. I'm not rushing to lay this price with Anaheim. So it's a pretty easy pass for me. Uh, when that, there were a couple books that had five. I did grab a, just a small bite of an over when I saw a five at bet online earlier this morning, but those have disappeared. The fives weren't out there for very long. I'm pretty much seeing five and a half now uh, across the board. This is one game where if I bet the over, I want the security of the five, you know, because I could see three, two being a very, very possible and plausible 
final score here uh, in this game tonight. Alex, what do you think? Arizona, Anaheim. Yeah, if you if you like the the over, I would probably say wait and, and get something in game because uh, Arizona. I mean, for as bad as they've been, they haven't been giving up a lot of goals early, and they haven't obviously haven't been scoring goals early. So you're gonna find uh, you know prices drop with that total uh, quickly. So so if you want to find some overs, you can do that with with Arizona right now uh, because of how bad their offense is. But you know what, honestly. Like I said, the way that this spot's going and the way that Anaheim's just been kind of just floundering around, this feels like this might be the spot where Arizona gets one of those. I said I said this year they're going to get 22 wins. This might be one of those 22 tonight uh, at a plus price. I'm not betting it, but if I had to play this, I would probably go Arizona with a plus money. Yeah, it, uh, I, and look, uh, Vimelka. He's played pretty solid, better the last few games. He had that's one bright spot. They aren't scoring a lick. That's the problem. You know, you look at Arizona. They've scored two goals in their last four games combined, one or less in four straight games. But Vemelka has turned a corner and has played a little bit better in the last couple of games. At least given Arizona a chance with his play in between the pipes. I'll tell you this: if it is Vemelka tonight, uh, we and they do win. We might have the mother of all betting spots tomorrow night when they go home and they play Seattle, and it could be Prosvetsov in net uh, on the second of that back-to-back, so keep that in mind. Yeah, and I remember he was in net one, I believe, just one start earlier this year, and it was rough. It was ugly yeah. for him in that game. He did not play well. So, uh, and, and by the way, Arizona's not going to be one of those teams where they win a game and it's going to spark a win streak, and we start to ride them at that point. Yeah, no, not, not with no, this team. No. This could be their spot tonight. Again, if, if anything, this might be the the team where if they get a win, you fade them immediately the next night. Yeah. And especially, again, if we're going to see a guy that was absolutely roughed up in his first start this year in that tomorrow night against Seattle. Uh, in uh, Actually, it may not be. Uh, I'm looking at their depth chart. You were, they picked up Wedgwood off waivers. The, uh, oh yeah, Arizona I did players. see that, but yep. I I didn't I didn't know if he was officially if like what his status was because I, I I updated the goalie chart and I just had him ranked third because yep. it didn't I didn't see any kind of pending move. So then that, that that's the case. Then it could be so Wedgewood could be uh, in net for tomorrow. I don't I still haven't seen anything as far as if he's what his status is though. Yeah, it's so. not like he's a huge upgrade from a Prospetov no. if he does play because he's 0-2 with a 3.2 goals against 880 save percentage this year, which isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm sure they're going to go with him as the backup over Prospetov. Right, they, yeah, don't have Pro- so. they don't even have Prospetov listed on the uh, goalie depth chart right now for Arizona. So I'm thinking okay. they've already sent him down yeah, to the cap, AHL. Yeah, Cap Cap Friendly has him, has Wedgwood as the backup, and they yeah. have uh, yeah Prospetov. I guess he's been yeah he's been sent back to uh, Tucson. Yeah, there you go. So there we go. Ah, damn. Oh, but but Wedgwood doesn't have, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire with his numbers this year uh, either. Uh, So even if he does get in there tomorrow night for uh, Arizona, uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's show. And we will definitely uh, know more about who's in net for Arizona. We'll see if maybe that's a go against spot. But to me, it's and Alex and I think we both agree here. It's more of a go against spot for Arizona tomorrow if they win tonight here uh, against uh, Anaheim. So this, this actually is a. In a bizarre way, this is kind of a fascinating game to watch tonight, uh, Arizona and Anaheim. Uh, all right, before we go into our last two games on the uh, Friday NHL card, we, of course, want to talk about DraftKings, our great sportsbook partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network and, of course, the Ice Guys, and remind you that if you are a new customer 
you know, now is the time to get involved with DraftKings because new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. They have you covered. Now, if DraftKings isn't available in your state, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL, the NBA too, which just actually I think got announced yesterday. So DraftKings, uh, it's everywhere, and for a good reason. It's a really good book, a lot of great options for you. Uh, Reminder too that um, you must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. You know what? I want to give, give yeah. a big shout out to DraftKings, too, because they have college hockey lines up during the regular season. Yeah, there I you go. I was just taking a gander at that uh, tonight. In fact, I'll give you Alex a isn't scared to fire away on the college hockey no, board. No, I'll, I'll give you a play that I like. Uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin, the border battle tonight. You got the, the over-under, five and a half, minus $1.20 to the over. Uh, you, you see, if you watch Minnesota lately, they've been able to score some goals, but the goaltending has not been uh, exactly lights out for them, and, and Wisconsin has really struggled this year. So I'm going to go with that over five and a half for Gophers-Badgers in the border war tonight. There you go. I like it. Minnesota, Wisconsin, not Big Ten football or basketball. We're talking Big Ten hockey here, Minnesota and Wisconsin. So there you go. Another reason to open up an account, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code THPN. Bet that college hockey game and and cash a ticket there with that uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin game tonight. All right. uh, Let's see if we can cash a ticket in this next one here on the NHL slate for this Friday night, Nashville and Vancouver. Uh, We've got Vancouver minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, in this one, a huge, much-needed victory uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. It had been a pretty rough homestand, and that's putting it mildly. Lost to Minnesota, to Philly, to Edmonton. They were right in every game, though. Three one-goal losses, and you figure, you know, they're going to get some puck luck. You know, they're they're, they're going to find a way to get through and win one of these tight games, and they finally did that. Great resolve shown by the Canucks uh, in the third period. Looks like they're on their way to another loss facing a a pretty good Rangers team, and they end up uh, rallying uh, from a 2 nothing deficit, two goals in the third, uh, and then they win it in overtime. Uh, very nice comeback. JT Miller was huge, instrumental in the comeback, scoring two of the goals, including the game winner uh, for the Vancouver Canucks in that 3-2 comeback win uh, over the New York Rangers. They'll look to continue it here against uh, Nashville. Uh, you would think they've got a pretty good chance here to, uh, I think, get on a run. So, I'm on the uh, Vancouver side here at minus 130 uh, is the best price out there right now. Minus 135 at some others. So it's a moderate price. I don't mind laying it. I like this spot here for Vancouver. They got the win against the Rangers, feeling a little bit better. And when you look at this Nashville team, you know, this road trip's been a long one for them. They lost 5-2 uh, 
uh, to Edmonton uh, in their last game, and now they're going to uh, finish it up here against a Vancouver team that I don't think they're satisfied just because they won that first game of the homestand. They know they want to try to get going here, win a couple more. So I'd lean, uh, I do like Vancouver, and I think I might just based on the series history, Alex, get involved in the over uh, in yeah. this game, and I don't necessarily love the over based on you know the goal scoring form of both teams recently. I mean, Nashville's trended under three of their last four games, and there's been four straight unders for Vancouver. You know, they've gotten great goaltending from Demko, but they've had trouble putting the puck in the net prior to the third period comeback against the Rangers the other night. But I can't ignore the series history here. Like, it's 9-1 and one to the over in the last 10 meetings between the Predators and Canucks. Five straight here in Vancouver between these two teams have gone over the total. That's very difficult to ignore that kind of series history. And... We said it about Washington, Florida yesterday, Alex. I was mentioning how right now you don't know if you want to bet Washington over because they had struggled to score or Florida's improved defensively this year. But the series history for Washington, Florida going into last night was over, over, over. A lot of overs between the two teams. And sure enough, what happened? Game went over the total. So I'm going to bet the over here. I don't love it, but I can't ignore that kind of series history. Nine to 10 meetings over the total, and it's only five and a half. So Canucks over five and a half for me, side and total uh, in this game. Alex, what do you think? Preds, Canucks. Yeah, sometimes in a, in a, uh, with certain meetings and, you know, on a, a short car like this, you don't want to overthink it. So I uh, said, you know, following a trend like that is not a bad idea on a, on a night like this. But this is one I'm just going to pass all together. Uh, you know, I could see where if Vancouver could, you know, use that momentum to kind of move forward. Uh, and get a win here. And then on the flip side with Nashville, to lose after having a four-game win streak. Uh, I talked about this earlier on another show where the difference between good teams and bad teams is when they have good teams have win streaks, they lose one. Chances are they could still be competitive and bounce back, maybe even get a win in that next game out. The bad teams, they usually start to regress to their natural form once they lose off of that that streak. So that, it wouldn't shock me here at all to uh, look at uh, Vancouver winning this game. So maybe, maybe Vancouver regulation then would be my lean, but, uh, I'm just gonna pass it. All right. Just a, just a lean to Vancouver and regulation, but a pass here for uh, Alex and this one. And by the way, making matters worse for uh, Nashville is a guy that drives a lot of the play for them offensively, Philip Forsberg, not just scoring, but passing playmaking, uh, just has a great sense and great offensive instincts and, and a great sense of timing in the offensive zone with the puck. Philip Forsberg, of course, he's out, uh, and he will not be back for at least, I think, a week or two. They're looking at a week-to-week uh, injury currently with his upper body injury that he's dealing with. So uh, that's definitely a, a problem for uh, Nashville because uh, definitely a, a guy that's missed, uh, and that's going to put more on uh, the plate of Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne, Granlund. And, and you know what I, th- I always say about those guys? You can't always bank on those guys every single game. They don't always show up and be those offensive impact playmakers uh, from one game to the next. So losing Philip Forsberg does definitely hurt for uh, Nashville. And uh, that's why I'm only lukewarm on the over as well in this game. The series history is dominant for the over between these two teams, but the current form Nashville's offense is a little bit sketchy, especially now without Forsberg and Vancouver's gotten terrific goaltending lately, but they've struggled to score goals. So I'm kind of going against current form that kind of dictates maybe this goes under in this game, but that series history is so strong. I said, you know what? Got to take over here uh, with the five and a half being offered. All right. The final game on this Friday slate, we got the New Jersey Devils and the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Kings minus 120 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, this is another one I don't have a big 
strong take on it one way or the other. Uh, the Kings did get a nice uh, win the other night against the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues. That was a crazy shootout. Back and forth it went. Uh, it was a, a very, very fun, exciting overtime. Great shootout, and the Kings prevail 3-2 to two, uh, over the St. Louis Blues. And that's now three straight uh, home wins now for the uh, L.A. Kings. So uh, all of a sudden, remember, they were limping going into the uh, homestand that they started up. Remember, they lost the last five games uh, prior to starting up this homestand. They lost to uh, Winnipeg on the first game of the homestand. But Montreal, Buffalo, St. Louis, three straight wins for the Kings since then. And now they take on a Devils team that's lost three of four. I'm still shocked they beat Pittsburgh uh, 4-2 last week. Uh, but they did. And But other than that, they lose to Calgary. They lose in a shootout to Columbus. They get shut out uh, by the Anaheim Ducks 4 nothing. Very disappointing performance. Their power play, they it had chances. And now their power play is on an 0-10 slide uh, in their last three games. And I don't know if those problems scoring goals or with the man advantage for New Jersey, I don't know if they're going to go away, Alex, because Miles Wood's still out. He's an underrated forward in terms of offensive upside. Jack Hughes, we know, is significant for this team. And now you got Dougie Hamilton with a lower body injury. He may be missing this game again. And he drives so much of their offense, rushing the puck up the ice. He's always been, you know, among top, I would say, five or ten defensemen the last few years in terms of shots per game and goals. You know, and you miss the offensive uh, upside that he brings from the back end as well. And he may not go. So these recent offensive doldrums here for the Devils. I'm not convinced they're going to go away anytime soon until they get some of these guys back. And it looks like Cal Peterson will be in net tonight for the Kings. I assume Bernier uh, for New Jersey, but it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, Peterson in net, though. Peterson hasn't been his best so far this year. 3.28 goals against average, 895 save percentage. We'll see if he can uh, right the ship here against a New Jersey team that's obviously having a little bit of a tough time uh, getting their goal-scoring production fired up uh, in the last few games. So I'll lean L.A., but it's probably a game I'm going to just uh, stay away from. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Devils and Kings? Yeah, you know, like I said, with the, the scoring issues now for New Jersey and, and L.A., I mean, they haven't really exactly been lighting the lamp much. Like I said, they get the 3-2 shootout win. And they had a 3-2 win in the game before that. This looks like it might be a prime spot to bet the draw here, plus 300. I can see this being a kind of tight-paced uh, game, and seems like it might, like, you know, one-to-one, two-to-two might be the the kind of theme here. So under makes sense as well. But I'm, I'm going to take a shot here with the draw at plus 300. I, I feel like, uh, you know, New Jersey wants to kind of, you know, get more in the form defensively after having that 4 nothing shutout loss. But also, like I said, they're just not going to be able to find much offense. So uh, it's just, you know, you got to pick and choose your your shots on both ends of the ice, especially because Peterson hasn't been that good. But I think he'll eventually round in the form and should have a, a decent performance tonight. And courtesy of Chris Otto, who's just doing incredible work charting totals, period totals, first 10-minute goal, yes or no uh, results as well. He's keeping track of that. Uh, he mentions in our chat the LA Kings in their games this year, 8-2, and two, first period, no goal. Uh, in the first 10 minutes of the game. So uh, there's something you may want to ride if you buy into that here uh, with uh, eight and two LA Kings first period uh, goal, first 10 minutes, no. So uh, keep that in mind, eight and two for LA Kings games this year. And Tom McClellan had a great quote. It's worth mentioning here. And that's why I kind of lean Kings because this could be the Kings this year. He said after the win against um, St. Louis the other night, I didn't think we were a one and seven team or a one or sorry, yeah, one and six team or whatever our record was when we came home for this homestand. We played seven of our 10 games against central division teams 
um, and we were uh, we were trying to get up in their weight class. Uh, so that's a quote that tells you right there. When we play the best teams, we're going to have a tough time. You know, when we play the elite team, but when we play teams that aren't as good, we're going to be able to win some games here in LA this year. Well, I put New Jersey in the not quite as good uh, category, especially with some of the injuries they've got. So I think that's yeah. a relevant quote. And uh, like I say, I'm leaning LA in this game anyway, uh, not betting it, but certainly lean to the Kings here to get the uh, win at home. Uh, great stuff with Alex B. Smith. That is the Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, we want to make an announcement regarding the show time for Saturday. Uh, it's going to be at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time instead of noon. Usually Saturday and Sunday, we're on at noon Eastern time. We're going to push it back one hour uh, tomorrow for Saturday to 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. That's noon Central, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, and the reason for that is I do a college football show on another platform before. And with the first NHL game on Saturday being a 2 p.m. Eastern game, we're going to be able to get the show in before all the games start, including that early game. So uh, we're going to start the Ice Guys show live for those that watch live on YouTube on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, join us for that. It'll be me. And it'll be Andrew, I believe, as well with me and potentially Jimmy as well. So a rare Jimmy Murphy appearance potentially uh, for, on a Saturday tomorrow. So uh, make sure you join us for uh, the Ice Guys on Saturday. And it is a huge, huge Saturday card tomorrow. We are looking at a whopping 12 games uh, on the NHL card uh, for Saturday. So should be some great spots, great opportunities. Looking forward to the Saturday Ice Guys show tomorrow. Note the start time, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. All right, it's time for Best Bets. You're looking at two people here, or listening, if you're listening to the podcast, to two people that cash their best bets uh, on Thursday. We'll see if we can duplicate that here tonight. Alex, what do you like for your Friday best bet? I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers minus $1.10 in regulation. Like Since it's the team that's just playing lights-out hockey right now at both ends of the ice, and, uh, you know, like I said, with – uh, you know, the Rangers going to the backup in Georgiev. I think this might be a good spot where Edmonton keeps it rolling and they make it four in a row. So I like Edmonton uh, minus $1.10 in regulation is my best bet tonight. All right, Edmonton in regulation minus 110. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith. And my best bet's going to be Chicago Winnipeg uh, over six, uh, right around minus 110. Uh, the Jets have gone over the total in every home game this year. Uh, Chicago Winnipeg has kind of trended over, especially games in Winnipeg. Uh, you've got Comrie and Ned against a team that's starting to get their offense going against Chicago. But on the flip side, we still see Chicago giving up goals, struggling defensively. Flurry, even the third period, struggling still a little bit, giving up goals we're not accustomed to seeing from Mark Andre Flurry. And this Winnipeg team has been able to score goals in bunches at home all season long. Uh, and I expect that to continue here tonight. Chicago, Winnipeg, over six. That'll be my best bet for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everyone for joining us and tuning in live. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, normally noon Eastern, although Saturday, tomorrow, we're starting this week at least at 1 p.m. Eastern. So those are the live shows on YouTube. And if you can't watch live, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form, on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 